So I'm uh, representing the 50s, which I can't believe I'm actually 50. And yesterday was my birthday, by the way. <laughs> Rock on. Uh, so tell me what you plan to do with your wild and precious life. I think instinctively my answer is I have no idea. Life is just so uncertain. The moment Reverend Ken asked me to speak, the movie reels in my head began to play. The memories were playing like two and three at a time, and I'm just like, oh. I was completely overwhelmed. So I guess that's what's meant by your life like flashing in front of you. The first memory was of uh, my great-grandmother who was in our living room. Uh, we had gotten a hospital bed. She was dying of cancer, and um, I was about six. And uh, we had a nurse come in every day, and she had a, she had a dressing on her, on, her, on her breast. And the nurse said to me, hey, would you like to help me change this? And I was like, yeah. So I did, um, and I thought that was just the greatest thing ever. So um, I'm from the city, and uh, we had one tree across the street. So I ran out, and that was my favorite tree. I actually thought it was planted just for me. And I ran under it, and I was just, I talked to it. I was like, oh, that was so awesome. I'll bet you none of my friends have ever done anything like that. When I get big, that's what I want to do. <clears throat> So after that, I, um, the next memory was I was about seven or eight, and uh, it was Christmas morning. So, uh, you know, we're all down there. I'm one of ten children, uh, great Irish Catholic family. And, uh, you know, I was down there, and I was opening my presents, and there was one thing I was particularly looking for, um, and I didn't find. And I guess it was about a week prior to Christmas I had asked my father, I said, you know, he said to me, what would you like for Christmas? And I said, I want a softball glove. And he's like, that's for boys. You're not getting that. And he walked away. And I was just like, really? Okay, fine. But I did have some hope. But unfortunately, it wasn't there. Uh, so my father came up to me and goes, oh, you know what, Lise? I think I forgot to wrap something. So he went upstairs, came back down, and he handed me my softball glove. I was like, yes. So I ran upstairs, got dressed, and me and my glove went outside, and, you know, we were just playing because we had a, a, a wall, a big schoolyard, and I just played all day. So as you can imagine, uh, that softball glove took me to high school, and um, I started, the next memory I started to think of was when I was in high school and all the wild and crazy things that I did there. And, uh, and they must have been wild and crazy because all of my friends signed my yearbook as, Hey, Lee, stay as crazy as you are. <laughs> Remember all those wild times? Ah, oh, you're a great friend. Thank you so much. Stay crazy. So I'm not sure what that says about me, but whatever. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> I also I start thumbing through the yearbook and the outfit saw this poem that I had written. And... Um, so, I, and this is what it said. The start of a new day in search of my soul, for I know not where it lies. I must search the corners of my mind. I know it's here. This feeling is real to live my life to its fullest, inventing, reinventing along the way. For we are who we are. There's nothing changing this, but I hide. I hide my fears and my dis discomfort within. Maybe there will be one day when I can throw this mask away and people 
People just seem so distant to one another, not understanding the true meaning of an action or a reaction. They just do and keep doing, ignoring our innermost thoughts, not absorbing this beautiful gift of life. They're just too wrapped up in tension. We say to ourselves, I don't have time to search for true feelings. We only sit and deny ourselves. But you know, there are those that are fortunate to realize how precious this life truly is. And they're the ones that can truly live. I don't remember writing this, but I do remember my struggle. I was struggling with who I was. What did it mean to be me? I knew I was and I am a lesbian. I can sit and say that today, or stand. But when I was in high school, or even before, I I couldn't even fathom thinking that I wanted to be with a woman. And to say it out loud is just incomprehensible, at least I thought so. And then also, what did I believe in? My parents seemed to always fight about Whose religion was right? My father was Catholic, my mom was Baptist, and well, me, I was just confused. So I just resisted the whole conversation of religion. But in my heart, I knew there was something bigger, something bigger than me that I always felt when I was out in nature. We lived in a little row home, you know, in Kensington, poor section of Philly, Philadelphia, sorry. <laughs> where life consisted of loving your sports team, working, and on Friday nights going out with your boyfriend or girlfriend. There was no same-sex dating. Uh, Men did all of what was deemed as the manly things, and the women the same. But anyway, during those high school days, my favorite sport, of course, I told you, was softball. And that glove that I got for Christmas, well, I earned a scholarship to college with it. But unfortunately, when I went to, I told my father, all he needed to do was fill out the financial aid forms. And he said to me, you're not going to college. You're supposed to get married. And I was just like, what? So I didn't go to college right away, but I did what my friends did. I was angry and disillusioned by the person that I wanted to impress most. My light went out. And my hunger and thirst for life just seemed to be gone. But I still knew that I needed to do something else. I didn't want to completely give up on myself. So then I I did what my friends did, and I took a a job at a local factory. Then one day I was, you know, I'm working, and this woman came up to me, and she said, well, what are you doing here? You should really be doing something with your life. And I can still remember that full visceral response that I had. My eyes squinted, the little... The little, um, my eyes squinted, the crease between my eyes deepened, and I tilted my head back, and I stood up a little straighter, and I was like, you know what? You're right. So I grabbed my jacket, I punched out, and on my way home, I grabbed the newspaper, and I, I went home, and I sat down, and I read it, and I went to the employment section, and sure enough, I found this course. It was a six-week course um, to become a nurse's aide. So I took that course. And I was on my way. I found a job at a nurse, local nursing home. Um, and I discovered that the light that went out was, was lit, and it was burning brighter than ever before. I love caring for people and helping them do what they couldn't do. And during this time, I discovered someone who I thought I loved. We had a child, my daughter Jessica, 
She was beautiful and precious, and still is, with a laugh that could light up a room, and she melted my heart. Well, I discovered, unfortunately, quite quickly that the someone I thought I loved wasn't the someone that I really even knew. We parted ways, and suddenly I was a single parent. But I figured, you know what? Things are going to work out. And somehow it was okay. Still feeling like I could do more, give more, I searched everywhere and learned about this class that was forming for a licensed practical nurse, and I took that class. And I kept going. I left that nursing home, but then I went and I had found employment at the, a local trauma hospital. And that just changed my life. Uh, it was exciting. It was new. And I can truly say that I love what I was doing. But I still wanted more. I wanted to be the one that was investigating and exploring the symptoms and treating the patients. So that's what I did. I went to night school and became a registered nurse. And I moved up in the ranks. I was a staff nurse to assistant nurse manager and then a nurse manager. And I was loving what I was doing. I was taking care of business. Life was good. But then things started to unravel. And I've heard it said that everything seems to happen all at once. Well, I'm here to tell you, it does. My life just stopped. It was like I was on this roller coaster and someone just pulled the plug. And of course, the car that I was on was on the loop and I was upside down. And I was like, now what? So in the past four or five years, my life has been the most challenging. I found out my mom was diagnosed with metastasis. She had previously had breast cancer, and it was now throughout her body, and my mother-in-law passed away. After battling a strange gastrointestinal disease and COPD, my niece passed away from an overdose, leaving four children behind. I was diagnosed with leukemia and then breast cancer and chronic pain. My daughter was struggling in life, and she was in a dark place today and still is today. But through this struggle... She had Angelina, my granddaughter. Hi, Angie. She came to live with me and my wife, and she's an amazing little girl who has changed not only me, but my name from Lisa to Grandma Look. Every time she says it, I look. Grandma Look. I'm like, ah. She's my sunshine on the cloudiest day, and she is a blessing. My mom lost her battle with cancer. But like my great-grandmother, she was able to die at home. My heart was broken. But you know, it's been said that death is a mirror in which all of life is reflected. And I can tell you, through all of this tragedy, I was reminded of my wild and once crazy, now transformed to precious life, and how grateful I am to be alive. I, am blessed to be, I was blessed to be married in 2015 to a woman I named Eileen, whom I love. She's been my rock through my struggles and our struggles, as well as the many good times that we have shared for the, for the past 15 years. I love you. And I am so grateful for you. Your support and your ability to ground me have carried me through the darkness. I want to also recognize my granddaughter, Angelina, who's unlocked my heart and lets the sun shine right through. I've reconnected with a friend, Angie who I care for, and I'm learning what it means to be a friend again. Thank you for showing up and being there for me and for the long life conversations and reminding me of laughter, especially at ourselves, since we make it so easy. 
My path has brought me to Well Springs, and it is here that I'm learning how to take a deeper dive into the wonder of life, finding my soul, that invisible, mysterious element that lights me from within, rediscovering the deeper meaning of life and the wanting of engagement with those who also yearn to honor what is sacred. I'm so deeply grateful to be here on this day at this moment. So to answer the question, what will you do with this one wild and precious life? I say this, like the flower, wild and precious, representing the delicate balance of growth, change, and cycle, just as it is with life. Both needing tender care and attention, and both being so vulnerable of that care that is needed to nourish and sustain the cycle, my hope is to provide that tender care and attention to this one wild and precious life by being present, to actively participate however I can from wherever I am, making time to go to the place that I'm most comfortable so that I may experience that deep connection with nature, especially, who my mother has sparked within me. Thank you, Mom. May I always question and see her tending her garden. May I always answer those unanswerable questions with a childlike curiosity. Love someone unconditionally with all of my senses, with my touch to hold someone's hand, to let them know they're not alone. And may I see someone for who they truly are, no matter what the label of society has given them. May I listen, really listen, with not just my mind, but with my heart. A heart that is soft, a heart that is open, wide, creating a space right in front of that A order, snuggled against the wall as the rhythmic beat soothes, and calms me so that I may be present to listen. And then in turn, they feel truly heard. May I taste the bitterness of despair that pain, fear, and hate are the stew and add a sweet, tenderizing spice so that the bitterness may become forgiveness. May I choose to respond to suffering in a positive manner and learn from my and the world's suffering thus reducing it, if even only by one. May I take the time to sit with myself by the ocean and see the sunrise and always be amazed. May I smell the fragrance of the flower and breathe it in while closing my eyes and allowing those movies in my head to play, as I am so grateful to be alive. Thank you and bless you.